This morning, I would like to share with you a reading. It's actually a transcript from a radio show from As It Happens. It's a Canadian radio show. And a couple weeks ago, I was actually listening to it and had one of those driveway moments. Have you ever had one of those where something you were listening to, you just had to finish before you went inside? Have you ever had that? Well, this one actually stirred me so much. And I want to read from you, read to you the transcript from that. Nazi symbolism on a public train in New York City, February 4th, 2017. That's what Gregory Locke wrote in a Facebook post which has since gone viral. He was referring to anti-Semitic graffiti drawn in black marker on a New York City subway train on Saturday night. Jared Nyad was on that same train on his way home from work when he saw the graffiti. The entire train was completely covered, Nyad recalls. There were swastikas on all the windows, horrible slurs on all the maps, on the ads, on the posters, everywhere. Nyad says he could feel the tension on the train as other passengers glanced at the slurs and shifted uncomfortably in their seats. Then he noticed a woman sitting across from him who was already trying to erase some of the offensive words with a tissue. She said, isn't this awful? Do you think there's some way you could help erase it? Now, Nyad is a sous chef at a Manhattan restaurant and he often uses dry erase and permanent markers in his work, and he, would, he knew that it would take more than a tissue. I'm pretty old hat at taking permanent marker off, he explained. Then, that's when I realized that hand sanitizer has alcohol, the kind that works, and it worked fantastically. So he asked, does anybody have a bottle of hand sanitizer? And yes, a number of passengers pulled out hand sanitizer from their pockets and purses and got to work. He said, I just took the closest one, soaked the tissue, and the graffiti came right off. As soon as the other people on the train car saw that, three or four of them jumped up and started collecting tissues and hand sanitizer as well. We just went from one end of the car to the other, and we cleared all of it every inch of that horrible graffiti. After they scrubbed the car clean, Nyad says that the mood changed in the car. We all just went back to our seats, sat down, and sort of looked at each other and gave a collective, contented little sigh. We just came together for that one amazing moment. And then we went on with our day. Nyad says the memorable ride was a good reminder of people working together. If we all come together, we can overcome anything, Nyad explains. I think one of the great things about this episode is that it shows you that you don't even need concrete plans or tons of resources. We completely erased an entire subway car 
full of hatred with a couple tissues and some rubbing alcohol. If we all come together, we can overcome anything. We completely erased an entire subway car full of hatred. I don't know about you, but it feels like, to me, that we're all living in that subway car right now. A world filled with graffiti and hatred. Every time I hear the news or turn on the TV or look at my computer with the headline banners, my heart sinks even more. Where is the hand sanitizer and the tissue that works for the treatment of our Jewish, immigrant, Muslim, and transgender neighbors, and our African-American neighbors, people of color, and Native American, including the Standing Rock Sioux. Where is the hand sanitizer and the tissues for them? Is there a magic formula to erase the politics of fear and hatred? Is there something, anything, that we can do to make a difference. Can we stop the hurt? If we all come together, we can overcome anything. When the subway car of our own lives and that of our neighbors gets graffitied with hatred, do we as Unitarian Universalists have a response? We can protest and march that's great, I sure do a fair share of that. But the deeper question is, does our faith have an answer that is powerful enough to address the issues of the world today? If yes, then what is it about Unitarian Universalism that is so potent that it propels us to not only come together in the face of harm, but also to know deep in our own hearts, that this is who we are. Maybe you've heard the same thing I've heard, that Unitarian Universalists, or UUs, can believe anything we want. Have you heard that one? <laughs> yeah, shaking your head. Maybe you've even said it. I don't know. But I heard a young person the other day talk to a stranger, someone they didn't know, who was asking about UU. And this person said, Oh, yeah, you, you, I go there. You know, we can believe anything we want. And I wanted to say, stop, stop. That's not true. But what would I have said? In our hearts, what is the essence of our faith? Is Unitarian Universalism powerful enough for today? Do we have real answers? Rebecca Parker a Unitarian Universalist theologian, author, and teacher, asked, once asked a classroom of her students, I was in that class, and she asked, what would our Unitarian Universalist faith be? What would it look like if we peeled all away all the things that we think it is and got down to the very thing that if you peeled that, it would no longer be Unitarian Universalism? That's a profound question. Think about it. It's kind of like 
peeling an onion. If you tear away the papery outer skin and gradually peel back all the layers until you get to the core, the core that is so pungent and ripe and so strong that you can't ignore it and you really know what it is. What is the core of our faith? What is the essence of Unitarian Universalism? If we all come together, we can overcome anything, but why do we come together? What is it that tells us it's the right thing to do? James Luther Adams would have loved this conversation. Adams was one of our most prominent Unitarian and then Unitarian Universalist theologians, and he once wrote, an unexamined faith is not worth having, for it can only be true by accident. Early in his career, a few years after serving as a Unitarian minister, Adams was asked to teach at our Unitarian Universalist Seminary in Chicago, Meadville Lombard. But before he took the position, he, he took one year off, kind of a gap year, and he went to Germany in 1935. He wanted to study the rise of Nazism. Although Adams found some in the church, the larger church, who took risk to live and act on their beliefs, he was soon disheartened to learn that liberal theology did not have an adequate response to Hitler. Even in his disappointment, Adams still asked questions. He wanted to know why liberal theology was lacking. Now, Adams was famous for asking hard questions, not only of his congregants and his students, but also of himself and of his faith. He wasn't shy about sharp critique, either. Adams wrote this about his experience in Germany in 1935. Here are his words. Let me say that Nazi Germany, I soon came to the question, what is it in my preaching and my political action that would stop this? Is it a liberal attitude to say that we keep ourselves informed and read all the best papers on these matters and perhaps join a voluntary association like a church? We do that every now and then. But to be involved with other people so that it costs and so that, no one, and so that one exposes the evils of society requires something like conversion, something more than attitude. It requires a sense that there's something wrong and I must be different in the way I have been. I wonder if this observation and question, the questions posed by Adams, hold true for us today. Are we able to respond to the hatred found everywhere, from the graffiti on the subway car to the fear in our neighbor's eyes? Can we, as Unitarian Universalists, address their fears and our own? If so, our faith 
needs to be something more than a liberal attitude. If we dared to examine our Unitarian Universalist faith, do we believe that we have a core message that is powerful enough to matter? If so, do we know what it is? Listen to this observation from John Trevor, written in 1897. See if it still resonates. He writes, my respect for individual Unitarian Universalists, or individual Unitarians, is unbounded. And yet, their religious position as a denomination is one which I have always deeply regretted. For want of something I know not what, all their freedom, all their knowledge, all their generosity, all their high personal character, everything which seems to mark them out as the one denomination to lead, religious and social emancipation, it never comes to the point of making them a great reforming power. From this perspective, it would be difficult to believe that we could come together at all. Trevor wrote that well over a hundred years ago. More recently, the Unitarian Universalist Association, or UUA, the UUA Commission on Appraisal asked questions of essence. What holds us together? The answer, we can't say. Our ambivalence and our lack of focus continued. But my friends, yesterday, we had the luxury of being flexible, unsure, uncommitted. But that is not today. Times have changed, have you noticed? Times have changed. One subway car might have been cleaned, but it's a very long train. What calls us to come together? What calls us to act? I believe it's time to peel that proverbial sacred onion, peel the layers to the very core. No matter what it takes or what we have to give up, we must know what calls us, what guides us, and what grounds us. The world needs us not just to show up, but to show up with a deep knowing of who we are and what it is that propels us forward as a people. If it is merely a liberal attitude or a believe-anything-you-want theology, we will flake away quicker than the papery skin on that onion. But if we connect with a deep sense of knowing the essence of our faith, we can begin to have a response, a sustainable response that might, just might, make a difference. So what is the core of Unitarian Universalism? 
I believe, the powerful, compelling, transforming center of our faith is a four-letter word. It's love. Now, to be clear, we hold no illusions that we are the only tradition that believes in love. However, for Unitarian Universalists, it is at the center of all that we do. It is our core, and we even have the t-shirts to prove it. One day, I was walking with a person who had attended a big rally for justice. She asked me, which group are you with? And I told her, Unitarian Universalist. Huh? <laughs> then I told her we were the people with the bright yellow shirts with love across the front. And she says, oh, yeah, you're the love people. <laughs> How awesome is that? With love at our center, we have the power. We have the power to face down fear and hate. If nothing else, those bright yellow shirts will certainly scare something away. <laughs> if we all come together, we can overcome anything. On that subway car, it wasn't the hand sanitizer and the tissue that cleared the hate. It was people with a common mission. They didn't scrub the car, subway car walls just because it was a cool thing to do. They did it because inside they knew it was the right thing to do. Their core values, their essence, to say no to hate and yes to love, they came together even if only for a moment. Right now, we need a lot of those moments. Yes, we need those momentary acts of love, but we also need a sustained presence. So I'm curious, as Unitarian Universalists, what holds us back or what inhibits us from sustained action and presence? If James Luther Adams was right, Unitarian Universalists hide behind an opinionated but powerless liberal attitude. He also asked us to examine our faith. If John Trevor was right from the 1800s, we have all the ingredients to lead, but we are never able to become a reforming power when strong enough to make a difference. But I know that if we all come together, we can overcome anything. I believe the transforming force that has been working within us for a long time is a force that is so powerful that it can override mere attitude, a force so powerful that it can't help but reform. Every now and then, every now and then, we are bold enough to actually claim it. Our essence, the core of that sacred onion, is love. 
And if we put that love at the center of not only our faith, but at the center of our personal lives as well, the only thing we can do is to be present in that love in everything we do. Love is what informs us. Love is how we respond. Love is how we care. Love is how we show up. Imagine a train car filled with yellow shirts. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't that be great? Imagine if we all work together along with everyone else and join hands or pass the hand sanitizer to erase the hate. What would that look like? If we all come together, we can overcome anything we completely erased an entire subway car full of hatred. Now, I know we are not the only answer. We aren't the only ones working, and we cannot fix this mess alone. But what we can understand and know deep in our own being is what calls us to do the work to be present, to care. If there's anything that we've learned over our Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist history, is that at the intersection of all the complexities of who we are, the core transformative value is love. Love at the center. Love is our essence. Love is what calls us. Only love can erase the graffiti on the train car, and only love can erase the graffiti in our own lives. Pay attention. Search your actions. Search your attitudes. Search your soul and find a new way of being. Love is so potent that it actually changes us. It begins by transforming us, it transforms you, and it transforms me. I know that not all of us can literally stand on the side of love, but we can all answer the call to love. We are called to respond to a bruised and hurting world, to use our gifts, our time, our treasure, our talent, to use ourselves in the here and now. It might be on a subway car, or it might be taking a seat next to your neighbor right here in this sanctuary. You don't know how or when or where you might be needed, but you do need to be willing to answer the call to love. We are called as Unitarian Universalists, as a people of faith, who knows? Who know that love is stronger than hate, we are called to be that love that is powerful enough to make a difference. Love is who we are if we claim it. Let the love that we so proudly wear on those bright yellow shirts sink deep into our own hearts, into our lives, so that it can transform not only the world, but also ourselves. May it be so. Blessed be.
and amen.